Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Kimberly Osgood, your host for Smart Money Moves, and our topic today is transitioning to online business. And our leading lady today is Ms. Lydia Boudouin with Creative Digital LLC. Good afternoon, Ms. Lydia. How are you? I'm doing great, Kimberly. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? You're I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Uh, first off, um, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Give us some background. Tell us about your company and so on. Well, I am, my name is Lydia Bodwin. I am the founder and CEO of Creative Digital LLC. Um, it's a digital marketing company of creators, and we compose content with passion. Um, I have a desire to, you know, represent your business with confidence and flair, providing services like website customization and management, social media content creation and management, virtual meetings and event support, digital marketing, content creation, and et cetera. Um, I have over 13 years of experience in marketing and corporate business and events, and I feel like I believe I make the perfect partner, you know, for your marketing success. Um, Corporate marketing was one of my first jobs, so that is a way that I wanted to bring that corporate marketing experience and share it with other um, businesses and teach them how to market their business with confidence. Mm, Okay. So you said corporate marketing was like your first um, position, career position. What, What got you into marketing? Why did you go into marketing to begin with? Well, growing up, my mom had multiple businesses. She had a daycare and a catering business. So she did teach me about business and marketing at an early age, going to church events and putting up signs and making flyers. And I was always the person standing out holding the flyers and telling people to come over and buy cakes and buy dinners and things of that nature. And as I got older, you know, I always wanted to be involved with different businesses um, working with Alameda County in California, um, working with their office for current and former foster youth, and also um, doing an independent city, which teaches you how to be independent on your own, um, and also marketing your businesses. And it was really just a passionate passion of mine. And customer mm-hmm. service was one of a, was a big thing for me as well. So. Um, once I got into corporate marketing and being able to travel and do events, I really, really grew a passion for it. And I felt like everyone should know how to market their businesses efficiently. So I went ahead and started uh, learning how to, you know, teach different businesses how to do that. So oh, I started okay. my business this year. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Okay. Now, since our topic is transitioning to online business, Tell us the financial benefits of online versus brick-and-mortar locations. 
So one of the main benefits of, you know, having an online business versus a brick-and-mortar business is, you know, websites have, one, a further geographic reach than a physical online shop. If you decide to have your business in one location and you want to expand, you're going to have to think first about budget to make sure you can even put your business in another location, whereas if you're marketing your business on different social platforms, then you're able to quickly do that and not have to worry so much about the cost. And, yeah, e-commerce overhead is really low. You don't have to worry about rent, utilities, employees, or retail space, um, lower operation costs, and also it makes it possible for more e-commerce sellers to be out the brick-and-mortar places because you're not having to, you know, go to that location or worry about billboards or things of that nature. Um, It's just a very, very quick way to reach more of your target audience. Okay, sounds good. Now, what are some of the different ways to automate your business? So when you're thinking about automation, um, it's really a way of taking, you know, repetitive tasks and running them in the background seamlessly. Um, When you're thinking about it, you want to look for opportunities to implement those processes. If you have a team, you want to be able to, you know, lighten their workload, spark creativity, um, and reduce your cost. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, can be complicated sometimes are time-consuming workflows, you know, and especially if you have to manually do them every day. So, um, you know, think about the things that take up the the majority of your time, what things you do consistently over and over, and these are areas that you want to automate. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, based businesses usually have products that they might have to – go in and check their inventory, and they have to reach out to the uh, suppliers and contact them over and over just to get those things shipped to your uh, warehouse, right? But Mm -hmm. instead, you could have a notification pop up whenever you get down to a certain um, inventory that automatically sends a notification to your supplier and then that will automate that process. It's one thing you don't have to worry about. Um, with service-based businesses, if you have appointments that are being booked online, you can have people book the appointments automatically through a booking site as opposed to having to reach out to people all the time um, to try to confirm appointments. So those are two examples of automation, but there are a lot of different ways that you can um, automate your business. Okay, so you, you, you gave an example of both product-based as well as service-based. Do you deal with both mm-hmm. types of businesses with your clients? you have both product-based businesses as well as service? I do. Um, okay. For instance, I, my business is service-based, and I book a lot of appointments um, for consultations online, and I also have uh, clients who have different types of products, whether it be um, hair products, uh, grooming products, uh, body products, you know, and they want to figure out how to the best way to sell those products. Um, and I've kind of worked with different industries. Um, 
one of one of the things that I've noticed is just people who have the product based business they have a hard time trying to sell 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 mm-hmm. um and it can be it can be kind of challenging because you want to make sure that you have a product that people can relate to um or that they need does your product solve a problem um whether it be skin care or you know hair loss or um a certain type of clothing how does your brand stand out from other people's brands so you know um I work more with product-based businesses because of the e-commerce side of things, you know, mm-hmm. building websites and helping um, e-commerce-based businesses to expand. But, you know, a lot of people want to le- learn how to manage their websites, but it's, that's the part that makes it harder for them. So. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, what type of services um – uh, I know you work a lot with the product-based businesses. What type of service businesses do you work with? Would it give me an example of some of those businesses that are strictly service? So a lot of salons, for instance, have oh. hair. They do hairstyles. Right. Um, they need their clients to book appointments, so that's one oh, okay. service that some people provide. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so also, okay. Oh, so go on. <laughs> Um, and also, some people might create a product that, mm-hmm. or so some people's business is on the fence. So they might provide a product and a service for that product. So okay. um, I know one person who they have a paper flower business, and so they have to create the paper flowers for the business, but it's also becomes a product. So. You know, they might have a something that the client can rent, and in order to do that, they have to book availability for a particular backdrop of paper mm-hmm. flowers. So, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, uh, just in case our listeners may want to reach you after our show, how would you like our listeners to contact you? They can email me at info at creativedigital.com or you can visit my website at www.kre8tivedigital.com. Okay, And they wonderful. can also reach me on LinkedIn. Okay, great, great, great. Okay. Now, um, what would you say was the easiest thing and the hardest thing about starting an online business? Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would have to say for me, okay, the easiest thing for me was getting my website started and also creating my business cards. So getting my marketing tools together because Mm -hmm. I can do that myself. That was easy. Um, Getting things to give people when I wanted to tell them about my business. So I'd have business cards ready. I'd have flyers ready. I'd already have a website that they could visit, and I might have a phone number that they could call. Um, But, you know, the hardest thing I would say was doing everything myself and not really, really taking advantage of outsourcing. Okay. So, so that, you'd that, recommend that's probably hard. 
Okay, so you'd recommend if a person wants to go online, they need to make sure they outsource. Don't try to do everything on their own. Um, what type of outsourcing would they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, after some time. Okay. Yes, okay. so initially, if if you feel you have the capacity, depending on the type of business that you have, if you feel like you have the capacity in the beginning and you do have some marketing knowledge, then yes, try to do those things on your own. However, if you want to maximize your time and focus on the creativity of your business, then you want to outsource someone. You want to outsource a digital marketing agency for your website, your social media, um, you know, your marketing materials. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have um, a product that you want created, such as a T-shirt business, something. Um, if you want to have someone do the designs for you, you can even outsource the design. You can just provide okay. the outline of what you want done and mm-hmm. then have someone do that for you, and then you can sell those products. There's so many different ways to outsource. Um, you really just want to make sure that you find time to plan it all out um, because without a business plan, you know, you're, you're kind of just shooting off day-to-day you know, trying to wing it, and it could be pretty stressful. Right, right. So the first thing, you need to come up with some type of a plan first. Put together your Absolutely. marketing and your business plan and then go from there. Okay. Now, obviously, to start a, um online business, you know, there are different web hosting platforms. Uh, what are some tips in choosing the best web, web hosting platforms? So if you have a, a product-based business, the top websites to use are Shopify, mm-hmm. um, Big Cartel, um, and also Wix. Shopify oh, okay. has the, the most apps that are able to integrate with your site, and also um, they have mostly everything in, integrated into the site already, and it's just mm-hmm. a matter of customizing. If you want a little bit more freedom with creativity, you want to go with Wix because you can integrate different um, point-of-sale platforms to help you with any selling or appointment booking for those sites. And Big Cartel is similar to Shopify in that it allows you to upload all of your products and all of the shipping integrations and discounts and things of that nature are also integrated and allows for you to have a smooth um, web, web experience for your consumers. Okay, okay. Now, obviously, uh, any person who has a business, uh, whether it's online or not, the important thing is to develop a brand. You know, can you yes. deal with talk a little bit about the importance of your brand? So, one of the things that I noticed just starting out early, um, even before I had a brand, just wanting to make sure that your customers knew who you were. Um, in that they could relate to you. Does your logo and your brand represent who you are and what your business is about? And creating a recognizable brand is important because something as simple as a mission statement, an image, your name, depending on what you want to use, is is really important. Um, What do people associate your brand with? If you have uh, skincare products or if you have hair products or if you have uh, clothing um, or if you're providing a service, 
You know, you want to make sure that your brand is consistent and that it's recognizable and that people can relate to it. Um, because if you – a lot of brands change their logos. Sometimes they change their names depending on if they merge with another company or not. But they don't do that until they've become a recognizable brand mm-hmm. um, to their consumers, you know. And that's just something – having business cards, having a website, having – your brand consistent on your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, making sure that people can can quickly identify your brand across all those platforms means that you're building a brand that is working. You know, it's, it's, it's recognizable, it's consistent. So, um, okay. yeah. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break right now to recognize our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. And now, Kimberly, back to your show. Thank you. Uh, Welcome back to Smart Money Moves. And with us today is Ms. Lydia Boudouin. And we were talking about branding, the importance of branding for your business. Um, Kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, You yourself obviously have an online business. And tell us a little bit about um, any challenges that you have faced with your online business. Oh. uh, (laughs) Anything? (laughs) There, there are definitely challenges. Um, I'd say early on, having consistency across, you know, different pages of on the same platform. For instance, mm-hmm. when you're deciding to start a business, you may have a personal Instagram page, and you want to start a new business Instagram page, and trying to figure out how to separate the messaging between from the business and, you know, that that personal. And mm-hmm. just really making that switch to let people know whatever they were associating, you know, with you before, now you're trying to create brand awareness. You want to let people know that you have a business um, and just trying to get that message on both platforms, but knowing how to separate the two. That was the challenge for me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people knew me for just photography. So, okay. you know, letting people know that I've now transitioned from the photography to the digital side of social media and websites was, it was a little challenging, you know. Okay, um, okay. Some people would still ask for photos. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so yeah. you have, I'm sure, a number of benefits that you've noticed, right, while running your business, Correct. Absolutely. Um, Time freedom, creativity, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to come up with an idea and not have to ask someone else (laughs) whether or not it's 
it's clear to go. You know, I, okay. you're kind of having the final say about how to represent my brand the best way possible. Um, that's been actually really fun and has allowed me to, you know, reach out to different people and and meet different people who are in the same industry and just kind of learn a lot of different things um, about it. So it's been it's been a journey, but it's been absolutely exciting. You've been enjoying the journey, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. I mean, people have a desire to start a business. They have a dream. They have a goal, and you should enjoy the journey. It shouldn't be some drudgery, something you hate. Oh, my God, i got to get up to this morning and do this. You should enjoy it, you know, and it sounds like you do. Yeah. Now, do you have a team, or do you do everything yourself? Uh, well, I do a lot of things that myself because of I do have a service-based business, so my business is based on one-on-one relationships with my consumers and my clients. And if I do have some projects that require outsourcing, I do that as well. Um, but I do plan on hiring some people in the future. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Now um, tell us again, in case someone would like to uh, reach you after our show, how would you like them, our listeners to contact you? If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at info at creativedigital.com. That's spelled K-R-E, the number 8, T-I-V-E, digital.com. Or you can visit my website at www.creativedigital.com. And I'm also under LinkedIn under Creative Digital LLC. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Now, I know that um, you have some exciting news, some things that have happened to you, some accomplishments recently. Tell us about, what is this, um, partnered with the Private Chef? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so I recently, I still do photography, so I was doing an event um, where this Chef Salt and Fire was doing the was providing the catering services, and we had some communication, and I was able to partner with them um, with something called the Salt and Fire Experience. So mm-hmm. it's basically a collaboration of entrepreneurs coming together to curate an unforgettable event. It will include um, photography, food, uh, cocktails, and for those who indulge, who go. Um, and also, you know, just being able to travel and communicate with like minds and share ideas and um, continue to curate experiences for people, a nice dining experience, even in, you know, a pandemic like this, um, mm-hmm. safely, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it's been really, really exciting just coming up with the ideas for the upcoming events. Oh, great, great. Now, do you do you tend to travel a lot? Do your services require you to travel, or are you mostly stationary? I do travel quite a bit. Um, my favorite place that I've gone so far is Dubai. Oh, and okay. And that, <laughs> that was last year. Uh, unfortunately, it was right in the middle of everything, right when everything <laughs> happened. So I, I was terrified. I thought I was going to get stuck in the UAE, but mm-hmm. thankfully I made it back. Um, but yeah, I do travel sometimes and it could be one day event. It could be three to five day event. So it really varies, but it's taken me quite a few places. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Okay. But that's good. So do you, I'm sure, how do you keep up with the demand, um, for your services? 
Well, I do. That is another benefit, actually, <laughs> being able to, you know, let people know my availability and making sure that I don't overwhelm myself uh, mm-hmm. with too many different projects at one time because I want to be sure that I'm giving each client the attention that they deserve and, you know, that the attention that their brand deserves as well and mm-hmm. letting them know that I'm understanding where they're coming from, what their brand is about, and teaching them everything that I can um, in the time that I'm able to give them. Good. Wonderful. Now, I know you mentioned earlier about your photography, um, and you had to kind of mm-hmm. transition over, but um, you recently had uh, some accomplishments with your photography being published, or tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So some time ago, I was actually published in Orange County Business Journal uh, for my work with a risk summit um, with CoreLogic, um, and that was in, we had an event at uh, St. Regis, and it was a three-day three day event, and the photos of the keynote speakers and the chief economists that I took there were published in Orange County Business Journal. Oh, great. Any other um, publications that you've been published um, that have um, gotten your pictures? Uh, yes. So there was a clothing line um, for chemical baby clothing, and that was mm-hmm. published in Hip Hop Weekly magazine. Oh, okay. Uh, Great. So, yes. And oh, also um, photos that I took for uh, Paul Carrick Brunson, who's USA mm-hmm. Today business columnist, oh. and also Oprah Winfrey's most influential matchmaker. Um, those were also published for his It's Complicated Live uh, book launch event that mm-hmm. we, that I helped to plan at Bloomingdale, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. You, you're quite busy. You seem like you really have a lot going on. Um, would you say you have a very healthy work and life balance? I do. I do. I think it's very important to have to be able to stop and reset and center yourself. I do like to hike. I've actually recently gone vegan, you know, and just kind of allowing myself to have extra energy to take care of different projects. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, I do feel like I make sure that I keep that balance. Um, even though I am getting more and more busy, and that's that's really important, but time management is, is a great uh to have, so I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that. <laughs> that that definitely helps. Yeah, time management is very important. So I'm sure that's probably one of the best practices you suggest in order to stay consistent. Obviously, right? Time management. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's very important, and I think a lot of times that's a challenge that a lot of people have is is that time management. Um, I know earlier before the show we were talking about calendars and the digital calendars, and I was saying how even though I use my calendar on my phone, I still have like a big desk calendar with the big you know, uh, page with each month with the big blocks, and I still write everything in because that kind of gives me a perspective yes. of what I have ahead coming up for the week. You know, because sometimes those little notifications pop up and you kind of ignore them sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not so much online business, right? It's just transitioning into the digital world and, and right. trying to get used to, you know, not having those things right in front of us long enough to have the satisfaction of seeing those things being crossed off of our list. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, that's a challenge that a lot of people have. They may be very organized, but... It's the digital world that's throwing them off. 
But Mm -hmm. um, absolutely, time management, organization, finding different tools that work for you, you know, um, that work best for you. And different things work different for, you know, everybody. So finding that tool that works best to help you stay organized is definitely a benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know some people, you know, different things work for different people. Some people love the digital. Some people like to just write everything down, put it on a big calendar. So, yeah, you do have to find what works right for you. Um, But, uh, you know, we have a couple of minutes. Tell us a little bit, um, there was a challenge that you dealt with um, at the start of the pandemic, and you had a bit of a health challenge. And tell us how you worked through that, you know, with the Bell's palsy and all that and how, you know, with your, you know, how you coordinated that with your business and everything. Tell us a little bit about that. So in December, on New Year's Eve 2019, I came down with Bell's palsy where the left side of my face was completely paralyzed. And it was a huge barrier, but it also pushed me to really step outside of my comfort zone when I wanted to kind of just shut down. Uh, I had a client come up, a new client, and really pushed me to just, step outside of my comfort zone and really push day-to-day to to get the work done. So, Mm -hmm. you know, almost a year later, I decided to start this business, and I plan to partner with different organizations such as the Facial Paralysis and Bell's Palsy Foundation, the American Association of Neuromuscular uh, and Electrodiagnostic Medicine to help fund research, you know, for better training. But it it really motivated me to push through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really thankful for where I am now to be, Almost completely healed, but not at a hundred percent. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm thankful for for that experience, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was difficult to go through. Great, great. So I'm glad you've overcome this. So you you're not a hundred percent, but you're almost there, right? Yes. Yeah, that's great. And then because I know you have a beautiful smile, and you said you're not quite there, but you have an absolutely (laughs) wonderful smile, you know, but um, so I'm glad you overcame it and actually pushed you and challenged you to kind of forge ahead with your business and everything. And I wish you the best in the future. Um, Well, that's our show for today. And I'd like to say thank you to Lydia Boudouin for being our leading lady today. And a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio on Mondays at 9 a.m. and Fridays at 2 p.m. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.